All right. So, you may or may not know this about me, but I love Thrive. You probably know that about me. I love Thrive. I love Thursday nights. It's my favorite night of the week. I love Thursdays. I've loved it since my wife and I and kids got plugged into Compass Bible Church about four years ago. We started coming to Thrive in the spring semester 2016, I believe it was. 2017. Oh, feel, well, I wish it was 2016. But we love Thrive. And, and if I say to my kids, hey, I have seven words for you, they'll know exactly what I'm saying. Is it Thrive and a want a night yet? And sometimes I say it Thursday nights at like 10 o'clock at night when we're getting home and they're going to bed and we have to wait a long time. So I love Thrive. So as you might imagine, last Thursday, there's no Thrive. I'm not in a good mood, okay? I'm not happy about it. There's no Thrive. It's a bummer. But I'm conflicted because there's Fall Fest, right? Fall Fest is huge. It's our biggest event of the year. So I can't be too sad. I can't be too sad that Thrive isn't happening. I can't be too bummed that I don't get to come in here and hang out with, uh, you know, this entire ministry and just do what we do on a normal Thursday night because it's Fall Fest. And Fall Fest is such an important event for us on our campus. So if there's not going to be Thrive, let's at least have the biggest event of the entire year on our campus. That, I can accept that. That's fine. Anything less than that, no thank you. But Fall Fest has two main purposes, right? It's to provide a safe, environment for kids, for families on Halloween night when we know there's a lot of dangerous stuff that can be taking place. And it's important to have people on our campus that we can reach them. We can invite people here. We can invite the community. They can come to Compass Bible Church, be here, see the type of event that we can put on. Are the people who go here kind, loving people who want to welcome people who don't go here? And we are prayerful and hopeful that they will come and you know, be a part of our church and in, in the process get saved and, and be in a relationship with God. So that we have thousands of people here, and the number one goal is to reach those people, right? That's, that's why we do this, right? We want to have a safe environment, but the number one goal, obviously, is to reach people. And so at Fall Fest, we get that opportunity. We get to have conversations. We get to pass out flyers. We get to communicate with people. And then ideally, you know, you've, you know, you've formed some sort of relationship with someone new, uh, and then ultimately, you know, we're doing our job of, of evangelizing and, and drawing people to Christ, bringing them to our church. So last week, Pastor Mike, in his sermon from Acts 2, 37 to 41, he preached on this exact thing, right? Outreach and, and having the opportunity to be used as a tool by God to reach others. And really, what Pastor Mike taught us was that we need to be looking in the mirror, at mirror, realizing that every one of us is that important instrument. Every single one of us. We all have different gifts. We all have different abilities. We are all important instruments in our sphere of influence to reach people for Christ and to draw people to God. It's a privilege it's an entrustment. It's something that's very important. And we, we get to do that. This share, you know, re outreach and sharing the gospel and, and connecting people with Christ, that is, that is a have to. We have to do that. We are commanded to do that biblically. But it's a get to. We get to do that. That is a privilege. That's something we cannot forget. You know, we cannot forget that we have been entrusted by the creator of the universe, our holy God, to go out and draw people to him, to bring people to Christ. So Pastor Mike's three points from this past weekend were, one, pray for convicted hearts. So we want to see people understand, uh, we want them to understand that they're in trouble with God, but he's provided a gracious solution to our sin problem. His second point, expect converted minds, right? We have an amazing privilege to help people see the glory of the gospel, right? And his third point, rejoice in connected lives. There's protection in the church. There's help in the church. There's encouragement in the body of Christ. There's support. We all feel that. We're all in this room right now. And you can immediately in your mind, you can think of the way the church has blessed you by just community and support and love and being there for you. 
We, we feel that. We all have experienced that in some form or fashion. We want others to feel that. We want to expect that they're going to feel that. We want to rejoice when they do. We want to rejoice when we add someone to our ministry, when we add someone to our church, when we add someone uh, you know, to, to a weekday event where they come and show up on a Thursday night for, for Fall Fest. We want to rejoice in that, that they're here and that they're connecting. There's so much support being in God's family, and it's, it's incredible. And we've got to remember to have that get-to attitude to draw people in. So we have this privilege of being agents of the gospel, which convicts hearts, it transforms minds, it integrates people in the life of the church. So I want to talk tonight a little bit about, again, what we all share in here. We're married couples, right? So I want to focus on three application points that we can write down tonight for us as we build off that last weekend's sermon by Pastor Mike. Because we need to be doing these things. We need to be in outreach. We need to be evangelizing. We need to be going out into our communities. We need to be strategizing. We need to be prayerfully considering all that we can be doing. We need to be doing it alongside our spouses, right? Our best friend is right there. We have someone right there alongside us who's, who, who, can do, who can be a part of these same things that we're a part of as well. What a great support that is. So let's look at three points tonight. First one, pray for your spouse's gospel opportunities. Pray for your spouse's gospel opportunities. We read in Matthew 9, 37, 38 about the harvest and how plentiful it is. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest who sent out laborers into the harvest. So let's think about where we live. We live in South Orange County. We live in a place where there's so many people just in our sphere here. I mean, just look, we're here at Compass Bible Church right now. We, got a, we, got a, we have a great church. It's a, it's a, it's a bigger church. There's people all around us right now that don't go here, they don't know Christ, they're not in a relationship with him, just in this immediate one-mile radius. Think about all the people that we can be reaching on a daily basis in our daily lives that we can be praying for, praying for opportunities, praying for opportunities to, to encounter people, praying for a fall fest conversation that you may or may not, you know, may, that you may have had. Talk to, we, we, my wife and I, we talked to somebody uh, here at Fall Fest who her daughter goes to our, our, our kids' school. The kids are in the same class together. And through conversation, we learned that her husband passed away several years ago from a similar disease that my father passed away from. We start connecting about that. And we learned that you know, this would be somebody who would really benefit to, to, to learn more about our church, to be, to be supported, to be welcomed in. And we pray about that. But let's be praying for our spouse's efforts to share the gospel, whether it's at work, whether it's at a fall fest, whether it's at school, running errands, whatever it may be. Let's be praying for our spouses on a daily basis, right? Wives, your husband heads off to work. Pray in the morning about what, what they're going to encounter, what's going to happen at work that day or uh, at, a, at a lunch meeting. Or you know, same with, with husbands. Your wife is, is in the workplace. Pray for her or pray for the errands that are being run, the school drop-off. You know, so many people that we can encounter on a daily basis. Let's be praying for our spouses. And if possible, let's pray together about it, right? We should be praying together as, as husband and wife. Let's pray about those opportunities that we can have to reach people. So one of the, one of the joys of my job here at Compass Bible Church is that I get to use digital advertising to promote Compass. So we get to use technology, technology that God has, has created and, and can be leveraged for good uh, to reach people. So we use, we use digital advertising to promote the church as a whole. We do it to promote the different ministries. We, we do it in a big way to promote Fall Fest and Christmas and Christmas Musical and Extravaganza and the big events that we have, Easter, Camp Compass. So we use these digital advertising tools, whether it's Google or Facebook or Instagram, all these, you know, these billion-dollar companies that are just accepting 
buku bucks of advertising dollars on a daily basis. We use that to benefit our church, to benefit the ministries. So one of the great things about digital advertising, you can be incredibly targeted, right? So I can run a fall fest advertisement on Facebook and Instagram, and I can target parents ages 22 to 42 who have kids 10 and under in a 15-mile radius. And because Facebook and Google know everything about all of us, whether we think they do or not, I can target those people. Now, as a marketer, that's fantastic. I love it. It's great. I can get right in front of who I need to get to. I can get my, the ad right to the right person who can be. If you don't want to be part of marketing or you're getting targeted with ads, you probably don't like that they know a lot about you. However, if you've ever gotten a good ad that made you click on it and you bought something that blessed someone else, that is a good thing. You do often see ads that should not be targeted to you. But it's great technology, and we have access to that. But it comes down to strategy, right? How are you strategizing to build out a, an ad campaign, for example, that's going to hit the right people so that it's going to have the most bang for your buck, going to have the be most cost-effective to draw people to your event or to learn more about what you're, what you're trying to get across? If you are in a different industry and you're selling a product, same thing. What's gonna get, what, how can I spend my dollars and make the most of that, that $1 to make sure I reach the most people to sell my product? It's all about strategy, and you need to strategize properly. And that brings us to step uh, to point two tonight. Strategize with your spouse on evangelistic efforts. Have that same mindset, that same targeting mindset, right? Think about who you encounter on a daily basis, who you, who you deal with at work, or who you deal with in the community, or just in general in life, and be strategic about that. Talk with your husband. Talk with your wife about ways that you can be strategic in your efforts. Of course, there's going to be some organic conversations that just take place that you had no idea would ever happen. That's great. But if you can be strategizing on ways to connect with people that you encounter on a daily basis with that mindset that I have been given this amazing privilege and opportunity to reach people, that's great. Be purposeful in your target. We can target very specifically with digital advertising. You can do that in person as well, too. You know people's demographics. You see them at school. You see them, you know, in, in, in the community, in your job. You, you know a little bit about them as far as, as far as who they are and what they're doing. And then communicate and encourage your spouse when you're strategizing, right? Think, 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 think about it. Talk about it. Be, be ready to communicate back and forth to figure out the best ways that you can effectively reach people. Get practice, right? Do we need practice going out and outreaching people? Do we need practice evangelizing? Pastor Hayden is in, the building, is in the building tonight. He leads our outreach ministry, our evangelism ministry. Go with him on one of the outreach events that they do. Even if you don't say a word, right? Go knock on people's doors and just hang out in the background if you're not comfortable doing that. But get that practice. See how, see how people interact with others and build off that. Use that as, as good practice. Or meet with him one-on-one and, and ask ways that you can be better at outreaching. Strategize on that. Tell him things that you have going on in your life that maybe have an interaction that, that you can use, use to, to benefit God's kingdom. The town center, the Lisa Town Center here next month is going to have a big Christmas tree lighting ceremony. Santa Claus is going to be there, not, not St. Nick, a guy in a suit. Uh, go there, show up to that event and talk to people, talk to him about that. Go, just be ready and be willing to go and experience what that's like. Hold each other accountable. Hold your wife accountable. Hold your husband accountable, right? The gospel cards that we worked through with Acts 1 that Pastor Mike passed out and we wrote the four names down. Have you asked your spouse how that's going? Have you asked what's, what are the results of that, those four names? What's the update there? Have we even checked in with our spouse about that? We need to be holding them accountable and expect the same in return. 
What about a recap after the day's over? How'd you do today, right? We talk about everything else about the day. You know, what did you do for lunch? How was work? How the kids? Whatever it may be. Did you, reach any, did you communicate with anybody today? Who did, who did you talk to with, with the kingdom in focus? Have those recaps. What could you have done differently, right? Did you miss an opportunity? We've all had those missed opportunities where we're so close to saying something we know we should say. We don't do it. Maybe if our spouse brings it up once or twice, we might do it next time and have that courage to, to speak up. And then think outside the box. Be at your kids' sporting events and, and be willing to you know, come up with a strategy to, to communicate, whether it's putting flyers in the, in the, you know, the team's after-game snack, whatever it may be. Or if you're on vacation and you want to be on vacation and use that as an opportunity, just be willing to think outside the box. But live strategically, right? And do so in unison. So when we run these ads and we target certain people and we, 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 we do the campaign, we have to recap when it's done. We have to look at, this, did this work, right? We're not going to just continue to blindly you know, build out a campaign, build out an ad if we don't even know what it's doing, right? Is this working? Is it reaching the right people? Are we seeing results? So if you strategically created this campaign, you run it, it comes to its fruition, you need to assess how it worked. What didn't work? What can we do better? It's the same pre-evangelism. Let's, let's assess that. That brings us to point three. Share with your spouse the setbacks and the successes, right? Talk about that. We, we know it's not always going to be a success. In fact, more often than not, it's going to be a setback. There's going to be you know, maybe a, a failure to connect with somebody, a failure to, to reach that person. We know how difficult it can be. But be willing to share those things with your spouse. Assess the way you're strategically reaching people. Is it working? What can I do better? What are some pitfalls that we're encountering? What can, be, what can you be praying for for me to do better at? Or how can, how can I have more opportunities? What, what am I doing wrong? What can, I, what can I improve on? And then conversely, make sure your spouse knows about the wins, right? If you've got a great story to tell, you feel like you're breaking down that wall finally and you're connecting with somebody, share that. Rejoice in it. Be excited about it. Look forward to getting home to tell your wife, to tell your husband, or text them right away and let them know, right? Be excited about those kind of things. So sharing those successes in addition to the setbacks. So I was thinking, I was thinking back on when my wife and I and, and our family, when we got connected here at Compass, which was about four and a half years ago now. And I, as I was thinking through it, I'm thinking, you know, the people who invited us here, they did all of these things. So summer 2015, we've, we've shared our testimony in this, up in this pulpit before. Summer 2015, we were invited by a woman who at the time was in Thrive. We, we didn't know that. She was, going, she was in Thrive. Her and her husband were in Thrive at the time. They invited us to Compass, turned them down a couple different times. We weren't really interested. We just moved here from the East Coast. I just lost my dad to cancer. We went through a really tough time. God had plucked us out of the East Coast, dropped us in the West Coast where we knew not a single person other than my boss. And we were lost. We didn't know what we were doing. And here's this nice woman who just was very consistently inviting us and bringing bulletins and flyers and... and, and just encouraging us to come to Compass Bible Church. We eventually did. August 16th, 2015. Who's, who's counting? The date was circled. Um, which eventually changed our lives. What we didn't know is that her husband was praying for her and her efforts to reach me and my wife. And she was primarily talking to my wife. He was praying for her in the conversation she was having with, with us. He was praying for her when we were turning her down over and over to come visit Compass. He was praying with her. And they were strategically 
communicating with each other about what they could do to reach us. So far so as us being alone here with no family, they invited us over for like a Christmas dinner. They had presents waiting for us. My mom and younger brother flew out here from the East Coast. It was our first Christmas without my dad. They had presents waiting for them at their house. Come enjoy dinner with us. And we had a, our, our broken family at the time had a family. And it was like, what, what is happening here? What, who are these people? This is crazy. But they were being very purposeful. Very real, very kind, very loving, but purposeful because their purpose was for Christ, right? They saw it as a privilege to get to shepherd us along, these, these, this, this couple from the East Coast that didn't know anybody, you know? We, we were definitely ripe for the plucking. I'll, get, I'll, I'll give it that. But they had to work at it. They had to work together at it. Even though the wife was maybe a little bit more of the, you know, kind of the, the focal point of it and was maybe more verbal and, and, and outgoing about it, but it was a joint effort between a husband and wife. And during this entire time, they were in Thrive. I had no, we had no idea. We didn't know. We didn't know what Thrive was at the time. And so I just was reflecting on that, and I'm so grateful that they did that. And I'm sure there's so many other stories. I'm sure there's people in this room right now that have experienced something similar. It's just such joy. And I look forward to the opportunities where we get to do more of that, where we get to pour into people and bring them here and see their lives radically changed for Christ. It's a tag team effort between husband and spouse. It's not a have to. Well, it is a have to, but it's a get to more than anything. We get to partner with our spouses to evangelize, to reach people for Christ. Let's, let's remember that.